This is One in 54, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. One in 54 is a weekly show devoted to topics related to autism spectrum disorder. Good morning and welcome to One in 54, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, Chief Development Officer at Anderson Center for Autism. And this morning I am talking to the semi-world famous, definitely Anderson famous, parent, um, Anderson parent, Ed Hussey. Ed, good morning. Good morning. I think you might be beyond Anderson famous at this point. I, I can tell you right now that whenever your name comes up, in any circles that I'm in at Anderson, amongst uh, any of the team members who've ever worked with you, your lovely wife, um, or of course your son, um, Joey, who's been with us for quite a long time, everybody's face lights up. You have you have made choices as a parent that have been incredibly impactful for the people that you've um, that you've worked with um, around Joey's care and, and education and. Uh, and we just we just collectively love you. <laughs> so thank you for oh. being on the show. Oh, thank you very much for that. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. I think I think the world should know um, you are a parent, Ed, who is just, you know, I think one of the things that really stands out when I think about you is how sincere you are. Um, and also, thankfully, for this show today, um, how willing you and your wife, Connie, have always been about talking about your experiences, raising Joey, making the decision to have him come to Anderson. Um, as, a, as a relatively young guy, I remember when he first got here. Um, so I'm going to let you tell that whole story. But I think um, all the things that you've shared uh, up until even very recently about some of the things that, that are now applicable to um, Joe as, a, as an adult um, really all help um, other families so much. So without further ado, I could go on and on, obviously, about you, but I'm not going to. Um, can you, Ed, tell us, uh, kind of start wherever you'd like to start in your journey with Joey and, and what brought you to Anderson? Sure. Um, well, Joey came to Anderson on September 13, 2006, and he was 10 years old. And uh, Joey was growing up. We knew he was autistic um, as, a, as a baby, you know, and he was evaluated. And they said, yes, he was had pervasive developmental disorder or autism. And um, it, was, it was very difficult because uh, one of the main difficulties was that Joseph had a lot of self-abusive behaviors, um, SIB, where he would he would hit himself, you know, on, in the face. He would bolt his hands. He'd hit the sides of his face uh, pretty hard. And um, he would have some aggression at times. And uh, it was very difficult. If we we went out somewhere, he would, you know, he would bolt and he would run away. Uh, we'd have to chase him. Uh, you know, I had a special chair that I had for him where I could have a seatbelt where he couldn't, you know, bolt. And it was very difficult. And Joey was in a lot of different uh, programs in um, the schools, different schools, different programs for autism. But uh, then we came to the point where we, we knew we had to do something better for Joey, you know. And it was very difficult for my wife, myself. But um, we looked around at different um, programs and we, we came to Anderson and we saw Anderson and we said, yes, Anderson, you know, that's, that's the place for Joey. And, um, you know, with the working with the school district and everything, we, we had they agreed that he needed residence, residential services. So we brought him to Anderson and it was pretty difficult, you know, um, very difficult. But uh, Joey, you know, he it was hard with Joey in the beginning because, you know, every time we went to see him, 
you know, and, you know, he would he would get upset when we had to leave him. Mm-hmm. And he would sometimes he, he would get a, have SIB. Um, he would hit himself. Um, they the staff would have to the staff would have to you know escort him to the residence, and it, it was pretty difficult. Um, but you know we hung in there and we continued to see Joey every week. And um, I, you know and you know little by little we we noticed um, improvement with Joey. You know um, we were able to take him to the restaurants and everything, and he was. Pretty good because he used to he used to throw things around the restaurant. We take him. I can remember coffee cups flying across the restaurant, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, you know that kind of stopped, and you know, as the years went by, you know, it got a little better, but it was still hard because every time we left him, he would, he would get upset, and um, you know, I, I, he had a sign. Joe, Joey's nonverbal; he doesn't talk, but he has a sign, and he has a sign where he he puts his hand across his chest, and and, and that means please. So I remember mm-hmm. one time we were dropping him off, and he was. He was making that sound. He was putting himself on the floor, and you know it was pretty difficult. But you know, as 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 time went by, as the years went by, you know, I remember he 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 got an award for uh, for good behavior in the school, and then when he graduated into the uh, adult program, you know, he got the award for um, outstanding award for uh, Anderson's outstanding award for you know achievement, and they, they only gave it to one student and. We were, my wife and I were kind of like surprised because, you know, Joseph, he's very severely autistic. And, you know, a lot of um, the guys there are developmentally ahead of Joseph, you know. So we said, well, we, why, you know, Joseph got this award. And they said, yeah, because of, because of his improvement, mm-hmm. because of, you know, the improvement that he made, that he was given the Anderson uh, award, you know, yeah. and um, you know, then we waited for a group home, and I, of course, I wanted him to go to an Anderson group home because I know Anderson and you know the great job they do, and you know there was a wait, and um, thank God he was able to get in one of the Anderson group homes, and he is now in a group home in Highland, and he's doing very well. Good. He actually, he actually moved there during COVID. Mm. COVID started, and we couldn't see him for about a month. But that was very hard. And um, but he transitioned well. He did well. And uh, he, he moved into his group home. And he likes it very much. And Joseph, Joseph, now he he has come such a long way. Thanks to Anderson and thanks to all the staff that it, it's it's remarkable the, the way he's come. His his SIB is practically down to low zero or, mm-hmm. you know, a little very, very small. Sometimes if he has a physical pain, he can't express it. He might give himself a couple of taps or not hit himself like he used to, but he'd give himself a couple of taps in the chest or something to let us know he's something that he wants. And um, he's come such a long way, Joseph, that even now the the last behavior support plan, they removed the helmet protocol. Oh, that's huge. Joseph, it's huge. It's huge. Joseph used to always have to wear a helmet. When he had SIB, they put a helmet on. So when he hit himself, he wouldn't hurt himself, you know. And now that that's off, they took the helmet protocol because he hasn't used the helmet in like, you know, six months. That's you know, wonderful. he's come so far. So mm-hmm. Joseph, we have visit. I see him every uh, every weekend. Um, I, when I retired, I, I, I sold my house and I moved to Poughkeepsie where I could be closer to him. I see him every weekend. Sometimes I have him overnight. I see him every Saturday and Sunday. About a few weeks ago, we went to the indoor water park, which he loves. Yes. And he had a fantastic time uh, with his brothers there. And my wife and me had a fantastic time. He loves it. And he loves going to the mall. And he he went back to the mall. And, you know, he wasn't able to do any of these things because he couldn't tolerate wearing a mask. 
Yeah. So he's been vaccinated. And when the mask mandate was lifted, he was able to do these things. And he was so happy going back to the mall and everything. And, you know, he's just he's just come such a long way from where he was to where he is now. And, you know, he, he he's good. He's does wonderful at day hat. He loves going on outings. He does very good in his residence. Um, he comes for home visits. He does very well with the home visits. He's happy. And, you know, I and, you know, thank God and thank, thank thanks to Anderson. Well, for everything that, you know, you guys, and I don't know what we would have done without you guys. You know, what would we I, you know it's it's I, I mean, I, I love hearing this and, and I've, I've known you and, and Connie and Joey for a long time. I think almost since he probably the time that he got here, because I remember when he was yeah. a little guy and I remember um, the SIB that you're referring to and, and how difficult it was. Um, I'm, you know, obviously for, for him first and foremost, but also for you as, as his family and also watching how difficult it was for the, the, the team members who were working with him at the time, because of the feeling of wanting it to stop and wanting him to, to not engage in that because it, it was, you know, it's hard to watch. And it was concerning in terms of, um, you know, how it was hurting him, but also that feeling of, of, you know, what do we do? Um, but what strikes me from that time and then kind of continues all the way through the relationship that we have now is that you never walked away. Um, and I think that, that your perseverance, especially when it came to things where you have a sense about you, Ed, where when somebody tells you Joe won't be able to do something, you don't you don't often listen to that. No. Um, and I think that that's been not only great for uh, hopefully for you and your family and certainly for, for Joey and his opportunities that you've afforded him outside of Anderson when he goes for you know vacations and visits. But I want you to know that the impact that, that your response to that has been uh, has on the team members who work with Joey is really impactful. It's huge um, because I think it made everybody really feel that 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 you were a team with them, um, and and everybody was there to to help Joe do the things that maybe somebody maybe a consultant from somewhere or someone you know a doctor from down the line somewhere said you know it's probably, you know, don't need to think about that anymore. He's not going to go to, to a water park. He's not going to, uh, he's not going to go on a, on a trip to Disney world. Um, you know, he's not going to do those things. And yet here you are, I get cards from you all the time with pictures of the next cool, greatest thing that you've done with Joey. And, um, and so I just want to say thank you, not just for doing those things and for being a model in terms of parenting and engagement with your child, but also for the impact that you doing that and sharing that with all of us has had for here, us here at Anderson, because it's, um, it's, um, it helps us feel really close to and a part of Joey's life, um, even when he's home with you and not here with us. Well, so. you know, I consider, I consider Anderson my family. Um, I really do, you know, I think the feeling is mutual, Ed. Um, we're going to stop right there. I know the time goes by quick. We're going to stop. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, um, we're going to talk about another aspect of Anderson that you've been heavily involved in for a long time, which is our wonderful Anderson Family Partners group uh, and how that's impacted your life and the life of so many other families uh, here at Anderson. This is 1 in 54, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and we'll be right back. And now 1 in 54 continues on 100.7 WHUD. This is a weekly community affairs program presented by the Anderson Center for Autism. 
Welcome back to One in 54, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and this morning I'm speaking with Edward Hussey, who is an all-around wonderful person, uh, fundraiser extraordinaire, parent of, uh, of Joey, Joseph. Um, how, what does he go by now as an adult? Is he, is he moving away from Joey? No, Joey. He's, okay, good, because I don't want to be, I don't want to offend, no. um, but, uh, you know, he's, I don't know, I always see him as a Joey. Um, so Joey Hussey, who has been with Anderson since he was 10, he is now how old, Ed? He is now 25. So 15 years. Yep. Um, it's really been just an extraordinary pleasure and a gift getting to know you and Connie uh, and the rest of your family. And um, like I said, you're, you're, you know, when, when your name comes up, it could be somebody who worked with Joey when he was 10 and just arrived, somebody who worked with him during some really hard times, challenging times when the SIB was at its sort of height. It could be somebody who's for the first time getting to work with him in his new adult residence. Um, but it, it's always a smile. Um, and I think that that is really attributable to the relationships that you've built over the years with the team members who, who you've come in contact with. Um, so again, I want to thank you. One, one of the things that I always hope when other families are listening to these podcasts is that they might glean something from a parent who, who um, has found a way to sort of ride out the, the good times and the hard times and stay connected um, and, uh, and, and have that somehow help the relationship with the team become stronger, um, keeping your child in the center of it. So I think that, um, that you probably have a lot to offer when it comes to that. Um, let's talk about Anderson Family Partners. You you were involved with Anderson Family Partners, I believe, when it started. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, just about when it started. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's been around for quite a long time. Um, I don't have the exact date. I probably should know exactly the founding date of Anderson Family Partners. But basically what it is, is, is it's a group of Anderson parents, both from the children's program and the adult services program, who gather... Um, once a month, typically, uh, before COVID, we used to gather in person, um, during the pandemic, we've transitioned to zoom, which has actually, I think worked relatively well, um, for a lot of families. And we have these, um, meetings that really are discussions around, I would say, relevant, pertinent topics. Often there's a presentation by a member of the Anderson administration or team based on a request from a member of Anderson Family Partners, you know, something you might want to learn more about. Could be recreation, could be finance, could be, um, uh, sometimes it comes down to just, you know, how can families support each other better? Um, The three arms of Anderson Family Partners are advocacy, fundraising, and peer support. So I'm curious, Ed, um, I I know you've also been an officer of Anderson Family Partners. You were treasurer for for a couple of years. Um, But before we get into that role, how would you describe Anderson Family Partners and what the impact it's had for you and and Connie? Well, first of all, you know, it's wonderful where the parents can get together because, you know, we all going through the same thing and, you know, uh, we're all kind of in the same boat, you know, so it's really good when we can get together and we could talk to each other and support one another and uh, support Anderson and, you know, do different things to support the staff and to support Anderson. I agree. Um, You are all going through a very similar experience. Everybody's experiencing it slightly differently, but there's a lot of similarities that I get, I get the pleasure of uh, being invited to sit in on most of the Anderson family partners meetings um, where I try to, to listen mostly, but also be of help if a question comes up that, that, you know, I might be able to immediately answer. Um, what I love about it is that it brings people together who otherwise might struggle to connect in person because we're, you know, we serve 
families from throughout New York state and now uh, outside of New York state. Um, but I, I also love it when a question pops up and another parent answers or that leads to another question or another discussion. And I think that, um, you know, that, that to me is that organic type of, of support that, um, that it seems to be helpful to a lot of families. I also love it when, when we do the introductions and somebody says that they've had a child at Anderson for 40 years and mm. somebody sitting next to them says, I've had a child at Anderson for two weeks. Right. <laughs> um, I mean, where else can you do that? That's like, that, that to me is so impactful that you have such a wealth of experience and information and people readily wanting to share it with each other. It's great for the new parents that come because, you know, they, they don't really, you know, they don't know what to expect. And when, when they hear from, you know, other parents that have their, had their loved ones there for, for a long time, you know, I think it's very helpful. I agree. Um, yeah. So, so at one point, uh, I'm guessing somebody tapped you on the shoulder and said, Hey, Ed, how would you like to, um, to uh, be an officer, to be the treasurer of Anderson family partners? Yeah. Um, and you said yes, which I recall yeah. um, volunteering on, on any, you know, whether it's on a board or in a group like Anderson family partners can be exhausting. It can be more work than it may seem like in the beginning. Um, so I'm going to acknowledge that probably there was a learning curve and there was more involved to it than maybe you recognize in the beginning, but I'm going to jump to the big question, which is why did you do it? And what would you say made you feel good about, um, about taking on that role? Um, as we're trying to in, explain and educate the, the larger group about what it means to really be an officer of this incredible group of people. Well, I, I was very happy and I was honored that they wanted me to do it. Um, I wanted to be more involved with AFP and Anderson, and I wanted to do everything I could to try to give back a little bit um, to to Anderson, to AFP. And, um, it, you know, it was it was it was really a good experience. I I, I got closer to the other um, board mem members of AFP mm -hmm. and got a little bit more involved with things and. Um, you know, it was just, it led to other things, um, advocacy and mm -hmm. um, different ways to show staff appreciation, uh, participation in, in events in Anderson. And um, it, it also gave me the opportunity to talk to other parents, uh, new parents, you know, who wanted to call to ask questions or even parents that um, uh, Anderson you know, asked if I could give my number to new parents that were thinking of bringing their children to Anderson. I said, yes, of course. And, you know, yeah. sometimes they would call me and, you know, I would talk to them and, you know, explain to them. And I just love to do it so much because, you know, um, you know, the autism and these children and adults, they really need, they really need help. And Anderson gives them, Anderson gives them tremendous support. I know what they did for my son and, you know, I know they do for the same thing for everyone. And um, just to be able to be more involved and to be closer into, you know, the inner workings of things was really, you know, was great. Thank you for that. Um, I just want to underscore something that you said, because, um, you know, uh, you're right. I think that, you know, we have a directory and, and if you if a parent, if an Anderson parent agrees and signs a consent to have their information added to the directory, then that means that other parents can go to that directory and can find somebody that they might be trying to reach and can contact them directly. In an organization like Anderson's, very similar to any sort of school setting or um, 
uh, you know, person-centered organization, you're going to run into things like a lot of HIPAA and confidentiality. There's only so much information that that internally we can share with other people. So we do our best to try to encourage people to join that directory. But when you become an officer, your profile does raise uh, to some degree amongst that group of other families. Um, I would say most especially probably the newer families who are often looking for somebody that they can feel comfortable speaking to um, that's one thing I would say as an encouraging word to somebody considering putting their um, their own nomination out or, or making, you know, letting people know that they might be interested in an officer's role. It does give you additional opportunities to, to make sure people, other families know that you're available to them to talk to. Um, all families have a series of people at Anderson internally and, and part of their child's team that they can always reach out to to have conversations about their child or even members of the administration all the way up to the, the chief executive officer who they can reach out to for like agency-wide questions and, and suggestions and conversations. But there is nothing really like knowing this is a person who said, I'm going to be an officer of AFP. I'm going to help represent Anderson family partners. And it's okay for you to call me basically with anything, right? Yes. Question. I'm, you know, I'm struggling with this. Have you been through this? Do you have any advice for me? Um, it is a way to both get closer to, to other families and also provide something that, um, that is so needed yes. by, by so many people. So I love that you said that, and I appreciate that aspect of, of taking on that additional role um, because I, I see firsthand what, what you all do for the not just the other members of AFP, but all families, even those who haven't gotten to the point where they're officially having joined AFP. But it is a huge benefit of what you've all brought to the organization. It fills a gap that, that internally, um, no matter what your background is, um, it's different talking to a, a, another parent than it is talking to anybody on the internal team. So thank you, Ed. Well, it was, you know what? Thank you. It was very rewarding, um, very rewarding. And um, now I'm not the treasurer anymore. Somebody else was, you know, we, we rotate and somebody yep. else. There are term limits, right? It won't. It yes, there, are term, there are term limits, and um, but I was. I'm still. You know, uh, that helped me get more involved and to 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 get closer to people, and that relationship is ongoing. And um, I'm just. Um, I'm so grateful to to be able to to give back a little bit for all that um, you know Anderson did, and to you know to to touch touch other people that suffered with the autism. You know, well, autism is a very, it's a very hard, hard thing. And, you know, if I could help, you know, another parent, then that's, that's a reward. I hope that there are other parents who know you who are listening to this. I'm sure there will be because they'll see your name come up on our social media and they'll listen um, purely for that. But I can absolutely, without even talking to them, I can guarantee you that you have touched the lives of many, many people who've been um, part of this organization, both from a staff standpoint, as well as other parents and myself included. Um, well, you know, the staff, the staff is great. I have to say the direct support providers, the DSPs, I mean, the residence managers, the staff that works with Joey, they're, they're, they're marvelous. Yeah, they're, they're amazing. Fantastic. They're fantastic. I'm so close to them, all of them. 
and, well, and, 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 and I would, they do. I mean, I, you know, I don't want to get into, but you know, I feel they should be paid a lot more money than they are. I'm well, now you're putting your advocacy hat on, Ed. Yeah, I have to put I my advocacy hat on now because, um, you know, they, the work that they do and they, you know, they have to deal with difficulties. They have to deal with aggression. They have to deal with SIB. They have to yep. deal with children are nonverbal to figure out what, you know, they need or what they want. And, mm-hmm. You know, they but, teach and, them signing and pecs and different ways to communicate. And it's just, you know, I could go on and on and on. We could go into another radio program. We could do a whole new podcast. And, yeah. and they do it with compassion and expertise. I, just and talking and about the staff, or the DSPs, and just talking about them. And, you know, everybody else, too, the nurses, the staff, you guys, everybody. But, you know, to, I could go on and on, you know. Well, unfortunately, we don't have time to go yeah. on and on. But, Ed, I think you're right. We'll probably devote some more podcasts to these kinds of conversations. I think it's very important to get parental perspective on the importance of the work that our direct support professionals do. Um, so so consider this your second invite back. We'll be in touch. Okay. In, in the meantime, um, I want to thank you so much, Ed, for just not just today's interview, for everything that you have done and continue to do for all of us at Anderson. You are a huge part of our lives, as is Joey, and we just um, we just appreciate you so very much. Well, well thank you for having me. Thank you. My pleasure. This is 1 in 54, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski. And remember, Anderson cares. You've been listening to 1 in 54, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. Join us for another edition of the show at the same time next week. 